0: You know, Amber Heard doo-dooed in Johnny Depp's bed?
1: That's gross. She sounds cray-cray.
0: She sounds like my type of woman.
1: I don't know. I I, I say that's gross, but like some people are into that. Some people are into defecating and urinating in bed. But I I personally don't understand that. But Mm nay-nay.
0: She did it because she wanted to... She's just a mean person.
2: Psychopath. What's up guys? There we go. We're back. Okay, we're gonna behave ourselves. We have food coming in like 30 minutes, and so, and we can't start eating until we finish the episode.
0: And they were really mean to me, but... Well,
2: you were really inappropriate. Right into it with someone splayed out like this. Okay.
0: Mm, it's not that bad.
1: I mean, it's kind of bad. His rib bones. Well, they're rib bones. I can't see any.
0: You wanna see some... Crazy shit.
1: I mean, you're going to show us anyway, Indeed so it doesn't do. really matter if we want to or not.
0: All right. Welcome to Talk More To Me. My name is John. I'm here with Jen and Nicole. Last week, we went into Jeffrey Dahmer's barment. This week, we're going to talk about... We're going to go slow here and, and talk about his childhood a little bit. Because there's a reason that he would do something like what you're seeing now. I
1: don't think there's a way I can sound politically correct or like okay with saying this. So part of me doesn't want to say it. But the other part of me is a little bit stronger. And it says that he really cleaned that person up. Like you can see their ribs. Like there's no more meat left. Yeah. on Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to say that without it being wrong. Well, it's just wrong. But it is what it is. Like they that person's arm. There's only one arm on there.
0: No, I think it's just. I don't know.
1: How? What do you think? Their, their rib cage is right there. There's literally no angle where their arm right, can you're be underneath me, them.
0: You telling me if you weren't starving to death, you wouldn't take a bite of that?
1: Uh, that doesn't look appetizing to me.
0: You know, I put a poll out on Johnny Lama about cannibalism, cannibalism.
1: What, what, what were the results?
0: Well, so the the no, it was something like, would you ever try human meat for the no? I said no, like, hell no. Why are you asking this at 2 a.m.? <laughs> That's when I wrote it. And for the yes, all it said was, yes, set the table. And honestly, it was half and half.
1: That's concerning. And there's
0: like 50 people that voted on it. So half the people said that yes, set the table.
1: (laughs) I think I would rather try my luck with vegetables and plants. I would, I I think I, I, well, I would try a bug before I tried a human for sure.
0: Yeah. But if you're, all right. So Brienne did an episode the other day on her podcast, Among the Dirt and Trees about These guys that were on a boat and they resulted to cannibalism. So if you're on a boat and the guy that they ate was drinking seawater. So that's something you'd never want to do. Drink seawater. So they, they actually got charged with murder because they survived
1: but did they kill the other person? They did. Then you deserve to be yeah. charged with murder. Oh, if the other no, person, man. okay. Here's the thing: it's not
0: self defense. I'm not saying that it ca- is, though. No, the guy is gonna die. In it's either all you guys die. All right, go listen to that episode. It's the last one she posted. Go listen to it.
2: It's not self-defense. It, if the
1: other no, person is dying.
0: Dude. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: Listen,
0: oh. if the other
1: person died naturally. He was
0: dying. He drank seawater. He was going. Okay. If he, all they did was.
2: That's still not self-defense.
0: But you're, you're going to that's not. That's like a mercy killing. You're not going to kill him even though he's about to die anyway.
2: Hey, Megan. What's up? <laughs>
0: Better late than never. <laughs> and she sees his flayed out body.
1: No, I think that she's talking about herself being late to this that's
0: right.
2: It's self Preservation, not defense. Thank you, Lauren.
0: Dude, but they tried these guys for murder. Well,
2: they it didn't is kill murder them. if they killed him. If, if he they, died of natural causes, and then they obviously him, y'all have story. never
0: been so hungry that you take a no, look I at. Have not. That you you're take right. A, you take a look at your dog because your wife leaves you for a couple of days without any food in the fridge. You look at your dog, and then you plan out this thing. And then when she gets back, you're like, "Well, dog, you know, Fluffy ran away," and in reality he did run away he did so don't ask about it <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
1: laughs> so i mean in the case you know what?
0: whatever yeah. jenny's like stupid shit all the time and yeah you know, like i
1: do it- <laughs> say stupid shit all the time because i'm fucking drunk half the time but that's okay i know who i am
0: for today's episode we're gonna get into the mindset because why do you think why do you think he would do something like this why do you think anyone would do something like that? It's not, it's not because he wanted to eat them. It's something else. Why do you think he would? I mean, if you look at that, that was in his apartment. There were two bodies actually found in the, the bathtub. Then they figured out, well, they've been here for a while and he's obviously been showering. But he would actually take a shower with the bodies just there.
1: Oh, I don't like that. <laughs>
2: Jen's catchphrase at it again. I don't. I mean, like...
0: So why do you think... What do you think his psychology is? I really want to get into the psychology of this guy because people... Like, you either going to think he's insane or sane. And I find this all perfectly normal.
1: I mean, I would... (laughs) What the fuck? I mean, if he was... if he was deemed sane by the court, then his then his diagnosis has to be like psychopath, right? Because the psychopath doesn't, or is it sociopath that doesn't care? Who know? I, now I'm confused. No, it's he's got so, long. so he's a
0: schizoid and he's got borderline personality disorder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, Nikwee. If you need to like move out, like I have a spare bedroom in my home. In that
0: yeah, but that's just all cluttered and shit. She's better staying here. <laughs>
2: First of all, (laughs) you're wrong. Is this a person alive when he's taking this photo?
0: No, I think he's dead.
2: That's sad.
0: Yeah, see, this is some of the Polaroids. This one's fucked.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I I don't like that. (laughs) I do not.
0: This is a fucking murder podcast. What the fuck? (laughs)
2: We didn't sign up for all of this. <laughs> what the fuck? There's like b- blood on the bed. There's no head. The head's decapitated. Huh?
0: Why would he kill these people like this? It wasn't what... It's not that he didn't enjoy it, I would say, but the enjoyment didn't come from killing them like most... Zero killers, I guess. Like he didn't get off sexually killing these people. There was there's a specific reason.
1: Was it because he was a homosexual and he didn't want to be found out? Because it was during the time he No,
0: had? no. That wasn't it. This is a this is a creepy one. That was the one found in the fridge. You see the oh. penis right there?
1: Oh no. Oh, I
0: don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> why are y'all looking down like y'all haven't done this I don't want fucking 50 to keep episodes. looking
2: at it we have fucking
0: done this shit so much
2: it doesn't make it easier every time
0: here's another one I'm not going to show you all 72, but these are the ones they found in the apartment. This is a continuation from the last episode. So right. we have to...
1: But that doesn't mean that it makes it any better.
0: All right. Here's the last one I got for you guys. Very uh, artistic. Yeah. Artistic. Positioned. Flexible. Would a dead body be able to be flexible like that?
1: I mean, it's if you have rigor mortis, it has to be after rigor mortis. Oh,
0: shit. I didn't even think about that. So that body is stuck like that. I wonder how they get it unstuck un, uh, for funeral purposes. Obviously this guy wouldn't have a funeral he doesn't have a head
2: Megan on live chat says That's why he ate them He wanted to keep them with him
0: This is fucking gross <laughs> This is a gross Fucking episode <laughs> Okay, this is Dahmer. He's a good-looking guy, man. Dahmer's different, man. I don't know. He's not like the other ones, like the Ted Bundys or whatever. This guy has some deeper issues, I feel like. Because if you look at his background, I mean, look, he's with his dad right there. His dad's a a PhD doctor. He's actually got his doctorate in philosophy, but he's a chemist by trade. Mm. Which, okay, now that I told you his dad's a chemist, so it's a very scientific household. You got any other ideas about why he would...
2: He was like human dissecting him. His victims? He wasn't accepted.
1: Is that how he he viewed that? He wasn't accepted by his father.
0: So that's his dad right there with him. This is him graduating high school. The photo that you're looking at to the the right of there is a a yearbook.
1: Oh, yeah. I see his signature on there.
0: Yeah. And that signature. Well, yeah. So he signed that for a friend and it says, quote,
1: Ted, the most idiotic, foolish person I know, but nice kid, Jeff Dahmer.
0: There you go. To Ted, the most idiotic, foolish person I know, but nice kid, Jeff Dahmer. This episode, we're actually starting when he is younger. For the last episode, we talked about his his fall, like when he was arrested, everything came out, he admitted confessed the 17 murders he mapped them out there's plenty of documentary or there's plenty of footage of him actually confessing he's very open he's very helpful with what he's done all the crimes are mapped out however that and that was 1991 that we were on last episode tonight we're actually jumping back to 1978 i'm starting this episode late june 1978 3 weeks before he graduated Three weeks after he graduated high school i'll put these photos on talkmore.com you see young jeff there with his father he's a good looking kid i would say for the time he's got the big hair the steve harrington hair so jeff dahmer's right here with his father he's I mean, would you say he's, he's not a terrible looking kid? No, I mean, it's normal. Yeah. In fact, his, his father and mother were, from what this author said, and I'll get to the exact quote, but extremely handsome for the time or whatever. Not a bad looking kid. Very isolated. Very. He's a loner, a loner, and he's conflicted with a lot of stuff. And we're going to go into that. His father, like I said, Ph.D., philosophy. His father actually moved the family around a lot because he was trying to get all these degrees. He's a chemist by trade, and the house is very scientific. Jeffrey Dahmer grows up in that house, and Jeffrey Dahmer's pretty smart. I mean, his IQ is 117, like I said, but, I mean, what's the normal IQ? Like... 100 or something yeah so i mean he's not like an einstein but or even like a kemper kemper was like 140 or some shit like that but anyway he's a very smart guy very scientific but you won't see that in his grades because he's he flunked out of everything he's an alcoholic we're talking about jeffrey Dahmer, not his father he
2: said that just as natalie typed it yeah Uh, That, like, exact uh, same
0: time. Yeah, so he was notorious drunk. Tonight we're going to late June 1978, three weeks after he graduated high school. Old, empty country road. Couldn't even find the exact location. Empty, nothing there. This is in Ohio. So remember, he was arrested in Milwaukee. And where's that at, Jen?
1: Wisconsin.
0: There you go. He was arrested in Milwaukee, but he grew up in Ohio for the most of his life. Anyway june 1978 three weeks after graduation empty country road this is 2 33 a.m in the morning his father as we'll get to is not there at the time the father and the mother are getting divorced The mother has already moved to milwaukee the father is held up in a hotel because he has a a court order not to visit the house anymore and he didn't know that his wife had already just up and moved so three weeks after jeffrey graduated he gets really drunk drives on this empty country road and he gets stopped by a cop in fact it's the same cop that years later in 1991 would be the cop that did his first interview which is really? ironic because wow. this, this cop is from ohio and the the cop that interviewed him the same guy i mean this was in milwaukee very coincidental
1: yeah i mean that that's, that's crazy
0: and in fact when he found out about this because he he went back and saw the ticket he was in shock this cop he was like whoa what the fuck and you'll see why in a second this police officer pulls him over keep in mind it's three in the morning nobody's out it is literally a barren road nothing not even homes is just empty road in ohio ohio is like that too like ohio is very flat if you've ever driven through ohio and the cops there are sticklers in my opinion i've I've only driven through a few times but they will pull you over for damn near anything ohio is like depressing driving through because everything is just the same so i can imagine just driving through there anyway a cop pulls him over and immediately calls for backup because Jeffrey Dahmer, 18 at the time, is veering off the road, getting to the left side or the right side of the lane. Mm-hmm. He's drunk. And I'll show you I'll show you photos in a in a little bit of Jeffrey Dahmer fucking plastered. He is being an alcoholic is not even the right term. This guy, I mean, in college drinking, finishing off, shining off three bottles of whiskey, Jack Daniels a day. He would actually record his lectures when he went to college and listen to them while he got drunk. I'm telling you, this guy alcohol is his his vice. Well, that and eating humans. But anyway. The cop, a minor detail. the cop pulls him over, immediately calls for backup. Now you have two cop cars behind him. A drunk teenager, Jeffrey Dahmer, 18 years old. They tell him to get out of the car. You know, I know you're drunk. The cops, both of the cops... Pull out their flashlights. They look into the the blue Ford. It was his father's car at the time, who he was borrowing from. His father was holed uh, up in a hotel through this divorce. He borrowed borrowed his he borrowed his father's car. Said he was going to go to a movie. Yada yada yada. Anyway, they're looking in the car with the flashlights. Nothing really suspicious. But then they look in the back seat. There's three trash bags, and they're full. And they fucking reek. The smell is unbearable. So, obviously, the cops are like, what are you doing out here three in the morning? You're drunk. What's in those trash bags? Okay. He said that he was going to the dump, the trash dump, because his family's going through a divorce, which is true. Mm -hmm. And this is the only time during the chaotic time of this, the arguing of his parents and yada, 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 and everyone's going their separate ways. This is the only time he can kind of go out. And it's more of a night drive. It's him kind of trying to just get... Just kind of chill out from this you know he just graduated his parents are going through this awful divorce like really bad divorce and the dump the taking the trash bags to the dump is more of just a release so they let him go gave him a ticket for erratic driving and that ticket will later come back and haunt them obviously because if they knew what was in those trash bags and why they reek so bad they would obviously i mean that no one would heard of Dahmer, right I mean, obviously there's a human body in those trash bags. We know that now. Yeah. So at 18 years old, but no one would, we wouldn't be doing this story because no one would know. It would just be one of those obscure murders, but it would be one murder mm-hmm. because that was his first murder and that would be wow. his only murder if the cops would have just looked in the back. But I, I feel like if you, I mean, even, even now, if I go, if I, let's say if I'm going through a horrible divorce or my parents are going through a horrible divorce and i was 18 17 16 i'm drunk i feel like the cops definitely in south carolina would be like all right man get the fuck out of here you know what i'm saying take that shitty trash crap and throw it in the fucking river just get the fuck out of here so they basically gave him a ticket erratic driving which they'll later regret obviously and they told him to get the fuck home go home And and that's it. But we know now that though what was in those trash bags would not only be brought up many times later, but that event, which I'm going to tell you how that person got into those trash bags would always haunt Dahmer. Dahmer's a very emotional person, very emotional, and he's got a lot of demons. He's got a lot, not demons per se, but a lot of conflict. He's He grew up Christian, Lutheran, very strict. He's homosexual. He, at 18, he, he as I'm going to go into detail, murdered this person. That person ends up in these trash bags. There's a lot of conflict with this guy. He's an alcoholic. Like, there's a lot of things going on in Dahmer's mind. He's just trying to make it through day to day, which is different different than most serial killers. If you remember Ted Bundy, this guy, Ted Bundy would do anything to just get laid, not laid to get, you know, get off. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm
0: saying? Dahmer, you know, he, he's just, you, you'll see in a minute. He's very conflicted. He doesn't want this. And that's why he confessed all this stuff. You remember Ted Bundy said he didn't do shit. Right. Dahmer's like, I did all this. Let me help you map out every victim so the family gets Closure. your reprieve. Yeah. Stuff like that. Anyway, if you want to read this. Personal demons. We all got them. Yes, we do. Yeah. We just announce ours on the podcast.
2: Right. <laughs> Or for everyone
0: to fucking rip apart.
2: <laughs> he told them he was upset about his parents' divorce and he was taking a late night drive. A psychiatrist, Dr. Frederick Fostel, testified for the prosecution. Quote, he said he decided to take the trash to the dump. Mr. Dahmer was allowed to drive away.
0: All right. So what you just read was from the New York Times, February 12th, 1992. Police tell him to go home. He complies. He takes the bags back into the crawl space, which they were in the crawl space of his home. So this is the marital family home. But like I said, the parents just went through a divorce. His younger brother was taken by the mother without the court's consent because she wasn't supposed to do this. They went to Milwaukee. The dad is held up in a hotel for and for about eight months Jeffrey Dahmer, without a car or anything is pretty much stranded at his home. And you'll see Jeffrey Dahmer is not the type of guy that can feed himself and take care of himself. He's like me. He he does have borderline personality disorder, if that explains anything. Because I got this shit too. And a lot of this shit, it, minus the eating people, is shit I would probably do you're just saying to watch out anyway he was told to go home he takes the bags back into the crawl space and then he takes out the head that was in the bag Mm. now this is the the man that owned the head at one point can you describe this person
2: young long hair probably a teenager dark hair dark eyes skinny tall skinny
0: yeah looks about the about how you would look in the time I guess 19 years old Stephen Hicks this is the first victim I usually don't start these episodes out with the first victim but I feel like this one's different I feel like it's important because I really want to get into the head of Jeffrey Dahmer and I'm not done with my research yet so these are just the initial episodes and then next week we're going to like I'm going to be researching Dahmer all next week not only that I think I'm going to enter or enter First. I think I'm going to intersperse the next few Dahmer episodes with kind of the history of cannibalism. Because I'm Ooh. really interested in that. And you bought me that book.
1: Wait, the next few Dahmer episodes? Ooh.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, like, keep this shit going, I think. Okay. I don't know. This is the guy right here. Stephen Hicks. Jeffrey Dahmer, 18 years old. Get He gets back to his home. His family home puts the bag under the crawl space where it was initially but before he covers it up which he will do he takes the head out of the bag now this is a 19 year old steven hicks and we're going to talk all about this guy
1: so he he beheads a lot of his victims
0: well just hold on okay he takes this he takes this young man's head he goes upstairs to his bedroom he places said head on his carpet floor and he looks at it and then he masturbates in front of it what did you expect?
2: Well, I don't know what I expected. I just, like, Wait. I don't know. I, I shouldn't Wait, I But he fucking
0: like, apologizes you know what? to it.
2: I, I'm just gonna always want to be surprised. The element of surprise. He agreed. It's almost like, remember what that duck story that
1: we listened to? He sent, it was a long time ago. He, like, did the story about the duck. I don't know. Oh, I
0: do remember that shit. It was like a duck that. I, I do remember that.
1: He did a story about It was a duck. weird. It what was a fuck? weird story, but, like, I mean, you talk about decapitating someone. You don't necessarily expect that you're going to masturbate in front of it. Like, why would you just not masturbate in front of the entire body? I don't know. I don't know. It's just so weird. I, we're so desensitized to everything now that... Nothing, I don't know. Nothing but everything shocks me at the same time. Oh, I don't know what to respond to anymore.
0: Nothing shocks me. I mean, literally, literally, I I look for the worst and worst shit and I can Nothing fucking does it for me, man, you know.
2: <laughs> it was his now, his companion and solace, this severed head, his fantasy become real, his own private stimulant. And as he stood there, moving his hand towards the artificial restoration of peace, a boy of 18 in a solitary house in the quiet Ohio countryside took his first step towards madness. Oh, I I See, don't like that. Well, so I quite hate, the
1: line. I hate yeah. to use that catchphrase, but like, like, oh, I don't like it. I
0: don't. So, so that's from the author we're reading tonight, "The Shrine of Jeffrey Dahmer." It's different, man. For true crime, I mean, this—he is extremely smart guy, but just he dives really deep into. Like mythology, like I talk about and stuff like like, like the old gods and stuff. It, it's, it's crazy, but it's a really good book. He's a really smart dude. He also wrote a book on Dennis Nielsen, mm-hmm. which I wish we would have read that one. We did read another book for that one. I can't remember which one but brian masters is the guy that we're reading tonight and so i think the only two true true i think the only two true crime he's done was dennis nielsen and this jeffrey Dahmer.
1: i mean if if y'all haven't heard our dennis nielsen case then i mean that was early on it was episode four and that was one where i remember leaving the table
0: <laughs> what are you fucking kidding me
1: no i'm not i that was the one where i re- left the table and was screaming uh
0: are you fucking kidding me nowadays?
1: no i'm not yes yeah, it is
2: it, it this wasn't even that
0: fucking bad, it, dude.
1: But I mean it I This mean, was before
2: we were desensitized. Uh, correct. This
1: is before one Linda took one ice pick. But I mean, when you think of like this, like when you decapitate someone, you have their, um, I'm, this is a serious question. I'm not trying to be insensitive or ignorant, but like when you decapitate someone, when you kill someone, like you have this specific look on their face, right? Like that's the person's forever look then. It becomes well, that's why they usually death.
0: Put the pennies in the eyes and shut right, the eyes. but I'm
1: imagining that Dahmer didn't care about that, and you see what their last if facial expression
0: was. Like what? But that's the thing with Dahmer, as you'll see. Like, um, I think Megan said he didn't care about killing people at all. He didn't care about sawing people up. Sawing people up for him was just to get rid of the bodies like that was that's not the thing there's one specific thing there's one reason he did this like one fucking reason we're gonna get to it okay but it's, it's different man it's, it's not like you know usual but anyway this is Dama right here what do you notice about this photo right here that's that's different from any serial killers.
1: He's holding his pet like he's looking at the camera while he's holding his pet. I don't know what's different That looks like a picture I would take.
0: So Jeffrey Dahmer loves animals, loves animals. Oh, we yeah. see that we see that through his life and even when he is when he was arrested, He had the aquarium of exotic fish. He had snakes. He had bugs. He had whatever. He had a few dogs growing up. And those were his best friends. A man's best friends. Which is different because a lot of serial killers abuse dogs. If you think of like the Son of Sam... The first one I could think of, but literally all of the other ones we talked about. Well, it's
1: part of the McDonald triad.
0: Yeah. All the serial killers pretty much abuse animals at an early age, but not Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer, he called himself Jeffy at a young age called myself Johnny at a young age, but I'm not a psychopath.
1: <laughs> Don't right? call yourself Johnny, but it's Whatever.
0: okay. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer born 21st of May 1960. Both parents of his, the Dahmers, were quote, remarkably handsome, end quote. He moves to Iowa so his father could get a PhD in philosophy. They moved to Ohio to so he can get a job at the Pittsburgh Plate and Glass Company. The mother and the father, Joyce and Lionel is the father. Completely opposite ends of the spectrum. You had the father, extremely introverted, kind of weird and bland, which Jeffrey Dahmer is bland. No no real emotion, even though he has emotions, he doesn't really express them. Very kind of bleak, not bleak, but very bland when he talks to you, kind of monotoned. Joyce, the mother, opposite end, extremely extroverted, extremely extroverted, and very emotional, which was completely different. Could not keep her emotions in check, would would kind of display her emotions for everyone to see. All right, trying to figure out what happened with Jeffrey Dahmer at an early age, his mother, Joyce, had a very difficult childbirthing experience Jeffrey Dahmer was the first born there's two sons Jeffrey was the first the mother Joyce had a lot of difficulty a lot of pain through the entire nine months of carrying him it was almost as if she was carrying some demon baby it just completely ruined her emotionally hormonally and once he was born she started breastfeeding which was which was accepted not only accepted but expected during that time in 1990s she stopped suddenly breastfeeding him because she just she could not do it anymore and this this complete stoppage of breastfeeding some psychiatrists say may have been one of the causes of his eventual madness like she just stopped cold turkey like no more boom done you know you're supposed to wean him off so this this might tell you some things about Dahmer. the first full sentence he ever memorized was the lutheran prayer when you go to bed the baptist had a similar prayer which was which i memorized too but it wasn't the first sentence it's uh now i lay me down to sleep pray the lord my soul to keep and if i die before i wake pray the lord my soul to take that was yeah but that wasn't the first fucking sentence i learned my first sentence was like, I don't know. Mom, give me some of them titty milk or something. something.
1: <laughs> I learned my first word was key. Interesting. Door, yeah. Key. Key? Yeah, key. Key to open the door. Kind of weird. I think mine was poo for my poo bear. Oh.
0: Mine was, when we going to get some strange, daddy?
1: I'm sure it was. <laughs> that's a very elaborate first (laughs) sentence yep uh
0: i just gotta i I remember like being young i would take baths with my brother you know as young brothers do Uh, and i I would pee in the bath and i would make it like kind of spiral and i remember my brother yelling at me he's like stop doing that and it would like come up out of the water like like, a water fountain (laughs) (laughs) and i still do that today
2: (laughs) yes you do yes you do (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh shit. Anyway,
2: boys are weird. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: At that point he he called himself Jeffy. His father Lionel was extremely smart. I mean, we're talking about scientific smart. He was a chemist. He got his master's in chemistry, but then he went philosophy and got his PhD. But the whole house was very scientific, which explains a lot about this story. So talking about the parents, Lionel and Annette Joyce Flint married 22nd, August 1959. Immediately, immediately, immediately arguing, bickering. And he kind of thought it was cuz she she had a german kind of ancestry you know how germans do anyway. Lionel was bland Joyce was too emotional they were opposites opposite ends of the spectrum you know opposites attract literally but they would just argue and fight all the time that marriage was not going to last and guess what? It did not last. Joyce had extreme emotional problems. And during the divorce proceedings, that was one of the things that the the judge actually put in the report, that she had severe emotional problems. I know for a fact that she had... Borderline personality disorder, which I have, by the way, it got me out of a few speeding tickets because I know that she needed perpetual reassurance and I need that all the fucking time. So she would start arguments all the time in the household because When you have borderline personality disorder, you start arguments because you're looking for the validation that someone loves you. And that's why you do it. That's what the household was like. It was very chaotic. Okay, she would start arguments just to become emotionally satiated. She became a drug addict, but not drugs like you're thinking. I'm talking about prescription medications. And that was kind of common during that era, you know, housewives because she would stay at home house mom they would take all kind of bar i think it was like i was gonna say barbital but i think that's a shaving cream
1: bar- Barbituits <laughs> bar-
0: bar- bar- barbitol, <laughs> barbasol she would shave every day barbasol is why that. are you looking like, at your watch like you got somewhere to go it
1: just it hit, I hit it accidentally
0: she would take barbitol. <laughs> Barb-
2: barbasol <laughs> no that's shaving cream barbiturates
0: she would take all kinds of barbiturates she became she became addicted to these barbiturates that and depression meds same thing as your house mama today taking zoloft becoming an addict to it becoming addicted to it she battled with depression now this is extremely important because we know that jeff Here, the oldest son, Jeffrey Dahmer, has these same traits. However, his younger brother, David, which was six years younger, doesn't exhibit any of this. In fact, he's extremely extroverted. So it's like Jeff takes the introverted side from his dad and the emotional kind of train wreck side from his mom. And his younger brother, David, takes the extroverted side from his mom and the kind of normal, logical, not emotional side from his dad. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but the whole house was full of arguments. Joyce battled with depression. She felt lonely. Even as a child, she remembers feeling lonely and she doesn't doesn't know why. She couldn't understand why. Joyce's father, so her, J.D., Jeffrey Dahmer's grandfather, Joyce's father, was an alcoholic. And it is documented that Joyce, Jeffrey Dahmer's mother, was depo- was born with an alcoholic dependency. Mm. So it's like when you give birth and your your baby needs alcohol, literally. Mm. Right. Right. So during the entire pregnancy, she had to be sedated. Can you describe this photo? I'll put it on talkmer.com. What do you think? Do you think the, the parents are, I mean, what would the author say, like ridiculously good looking or some shit? I mean, they're all right. I mean, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I mean, Normal. they look like an American family. Yeah, yeah. They,
0: they're not like fucking hot. Like, w- I read that and then before I even seen them, and then I was like, I was expecting like Pamela Henderson or whatever. Anderson? Anderson.
1: You know, there's a show on Hulu, to- Pam and Tommy. Have, yeah, you, have you watched it? it? Yeah, or... I did watch it. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen's in it. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Fuck
0: that guy. That guy's oh. a fucking train wreck. Okay. He went psycho on all his fans. Look that shit up. Went to complete. fuck fucking psycho oh look it up like keep your wife's name out of my mouth type of shit
1: Mm, i didn't hear that but i will look into it
0: keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth damn it i used to love will smith why you gotta fucking be an idiot bro what the fuck you fucked everything up these fucking actors and man these guys are so disconnected from fucking reality you know what i'm saying it's like when mark zuckerberg was driving around in a van trying to like you know trying to to, t- I don't know, to be a part of the community. You remember that? No. He was like driving around in a van. He would stop at little universities and ask people, you know, he was all like, what do you want to do when you grow up? You want to code? And fuck?" And people were just like, I just want to fucking live and have a job. <laughs> like, like, dude, you're fucking.
2: <laughs> Natasha, that was like hilarious. I'm assuming she's a to Seth Rogen at this point.
0: Yeah, Seth Rogen was... Man, these actors and shit. I mean, I'll be the same. If I fucking sell out, yo, I'll be a fucking train wreck. I'll be Britney Spears in my fucking hair and shit.
1: Poor Britney. Leave Britney (laughs) alone. Leave her alone.
0: I'll be completely fucking...
1: She's not well right now. No, she's actually... I mean, she's out of her
2: conservatorship. She's she's doing better. She's doing better.
1: So was Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes won her case against her conservatorship. But then she released a song. I listened to a clip clip of it, and I was like, "Mm,
2: no... Not See so that's the
0: problem. See, these guys that are really famous are just you know not any good <laughs> like
2: what they do. <laughs> I used to love Amanda Bynes,
1: okay? Uh, yeah, the Amanda show. I have all three seasons on DVD. Uh, She's the Man, one of my favorite movies of mm. all time. That's a good one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Okay, let's move on.
1: I liked what I like
2: about you too. Mm-hmm, I did too. I did too. That was a good one. Me
0: too. We should go and I don't know, be lesbians. <laughs> Just kidding. Fuck, Jen. I don't know what the fuck.
2: As he <laughs> Keep my wife's name out of
0: your puss.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, is... uh, we're so far away from the pizza. I know. What? When's like, the pizza here? Been here.
0: It's been here. Are you fucking Same. kidding me? This is Jeffrey Dahmer. Not,
2: all of a sudden, John's like super professional. <laughs> I'm ready to get it done. <laughs> I've you. been sitting here.
1: My eyes have been <laughs> drooping. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> This yeah you're fucking story.
0: going to sleep
1: no i'm not i've on got purpose. you on fucking
0: camera before going to sleep and no i wasn't i got sleep. you on ebay all right so what the fuck
1: you're selling me on ebay
0: and then you're wondering podcast why
1: podcast johnny
0: llama is trying to take off it is fucking going downhill I johnny llama
1: is posting i literally got
0: 15 views and i one. am
1: not posting anything i'm just watching stupid shit like the laquifa song that i had stuck who's in my head who's pregnant yesterday. amanda bynes Britney's is pregnant oh. who's
0: pregnant britney spears with my baby
2: okay keep it going babe Keep it going.
0: Wow, John. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, Megan?
2: Babe. (laughs) Megan is Team Jen.
0: I'm upset.
2: See? Watching out for the first signs of hangry. Here we go. All
0: right. So here is Jeffrey Dahmer. What do you guys think? No, I mean, not a terrible looking kid. No, not at all. I mean, this photo right here, this top right one that hair is kind of like a, I mean I
1: don't know I wouldn't consider him to be like attractive until the last photo
0: what this photo at the bottom his mugshot yeah you fucking kidding me you think that's attractive he's more attractive in that photo
1: than the photo above it and the photo above it yeah yeah, left. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah I mean also he's older
0: like that would be weird so
2: yeah I'm not trying to be a pedo I'd like to keep my job
0: but look at him right there he looks kind of smart I mean, I mean yeah, he, looks he looks intelligent smart, but, but he's I a child I wouldn't consider him to so. be
1: attractive he's, yeah he's a
0: Look at this photo right here. Oh, what
1: a cute little baby.
0: This is very telling. Look at this photo right here. How old do you think he is here?
1: One and a half to two years old. Maybe one. I have no idea.
0: No, maybe, yeah. But this is the youngest photo I can find of him. But I will tell you, in 1963, when he was three years old, something happened that may may have caused this. Was he abused? No, he was not abused. His family was... The family was... Pretty loving and normal, except the fact that the husband and wife couldn't get along. There was no abuse, no
2: all normal, no, right? No, yeah, I mean, fuck his parents. It I, him no I
0: mean, kind of like your your parents, right? They were yeah. arguing and throwing shit, but not, not the husband never beat the wife in front of the kid or at all. And it was just, it was just kind of the.
2: Doesn't mean it was a healthy environment. It to was grow not up, a healthy right? environment, yeah.
0: but it's also millions of other kids go through this for instance the father ends up sleeping in the attic or in the the father ends up sleeping in the basement type of situation you know out of the marital bed but it's not like they're hitting each other they're not abusing the child the jeffrey is he's in a a middle-class neighborhood he's got access to nice things He's got access to good education. His father's a chemist. He cultivates the scientific knowledge and the wonderment of the world and shit like that. So it's nothing like that. There's no head injuries, nothing like that. But this photo, the the reason I'm saying all this is because if we're looking for a root cause of it, we're struggling to find it. But these are some of the events that may have had an influence. For instance, when Jeffrey Dahmer, or Jeffy, as he liked to call himself when he was young, when Jeffy was three years old, he had some medical problems. He actually had to have a double hernia, hernia, he actually had to have a double hernia, hernia. Fuck, wrong hernia. Hernia. hernia
1: you're fine
0: he actually had to have a double hernia hernia what the fuck why am i saying? Hernia. you're
1: fine you've been saying it right this hernia. entire
0: time i'm saying hernia
1: <laughs> hernia i don't know why that reminded me of this but also there's a there's a letter kenny live tour going around
0: jeffrey dahmer had to have a double hernia operation in 1963 this is when he was three years old think about it that's are, an
2: interesting age to have a hernia. Yeah,
0: think about it right quick. Well, it was it wasn't caused by like weightlifting or whatever. It was caused. It was some disorder he had. Oh, but think about it for the rest of his life. Number one, for the rest of his life, he's going to experience intense pain in his abdomen. I always say this wrong. Rectal groin
2: groin
0: groin for the rest of his life, he's always going to experience intense pain in his gro- groin. Growing.
2: Groin.
0: Groin. 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 Can I just say balls?
2: No. Groin.
0: Groin. Groin. Growing. groin. Growing.
2: Groin.
0: Growing. How
2: do
1: you say coin? Coin. All right, say it with a a G R. Groin. There you go. Yeah. Go. Groin. 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 For the rest,
0: <laughs> for the rest of his life, he would always experience intense pain in his groin.
1: <laughs> Cement.
0: <laughs> Babe, can you read that like as a quote? Just say. Groin. No, just please, please. Just say for the rest of, just like you would read in a newspaper. For the rest of. For the rest of. His life, he would.
2: For the rest of his life, he would. Experience a sharp pain in his groin. Exper- intense. He would, intense, he would, intense pain. For the, rest, for the rest of his life, he would experience a sharp pain in his groin.
0: Thank you. As an adult, he would actually plead for the doctor to cut off his genitals because the pain was so great. Now, think about this. A double hernia operation means what? What, what, how, How do you think that would work as far as surgery is concerned?
1: A long hospitalization.
0: But what would the action be? Where would the doctor's hands be?
2: In your anus.
0: There you go. Okay. So Isn't a
2: hernia in your stomach?
1: No, it's in your anus.
0: It's in no, it's in your bowels, Jen. Not your. Well, It's your I mean, intestines. You, yeah, but you go through your boot hole. But that's what it, I just said. You don't, you have I know, but it's to. not in your stomach. What the fuck? Your bowels. I just said that. You go through but your he, anus. You you go through your boots. I to, just said that. I know, but it's, it's in your bowels, not in your anus. So think about the operation here. The doctor has to go through young Jeffy's anus to get into his bowels. That's very intimate, especially for a three-year-old boy. If you want to read this, Nequise. Jesus, this has been fucking <laughs> terrible.
2: <laughs> One may well wonder, in view of the boys' litter disturbance and the florid nature of its manifestation whether this operation was perhaps disproportionately significant in his life the deep cut in a sensitive area the exploration of his inside the feeling that foreign hands were invading his privacy would all find uncomfortable echoes at a later date for a very long time this would be the most intimate event of his life i'll say indeedy
0: so so the question is does this stuff because all right as a serial killer has a horrible childhood they have a head injury they beat the shit and destroy animals they're sexual sadists they're bullies like none of this shit fits Dahmer he is in a middle-class neighborhood Mm -hmm. he has a pretty decent family life his father is very educated he's intelligent just not educated but none of this stuff fits so what i'm trying to say here is why as we're talking about in the next episode would he fucking shower with dead bodies would he cut open torsos would he decide that the bicep is the most tasty thing a human has why would he despise eating men with tattoos like what the fuck happened here is what i'm trying to say so anyway i hope you guys like this jen's been fucking this all up.
2: Okay, Lauren says he has a friend who had a hernia in his lower abdomen to the right of the navel so the intestines would push out so it's not just the groin area. Thank you, Lauren. That's what I thought. All
0: right, this is Jeffrey Dahmer. This is him with Frisky, his puppy.
1: Oh, a sweet little baby dog.
0: A spaniel cross. Spaniel. Spaniel cross. Loved his Loved his dog. In fact, you're going to see that Jeffrey Dahmer and his, his father, his father would accept Jeffrey Dahmer bringing, or his father would accept Except his son bringing injured squirrels, birds, even a nighthawk at one point, back to the family house to be to be cared for, loved, raised back until they're they can you know leave the the home to be fully recovered. Right. Compl- so moving on, the second child, David, born in Ohio, 1966. Jeffy was six years old. They moved to 4480 West Bath Road in 1968. Interesting little tidbit here. That home was recently sold a few years ago, his childhood home. Mm. In 1970, the mother's health, Joyce, her health got worse. She had been taking eight Equinil daily. She's... (laughs) which is a like a barbiturate type of thing. She's been taking laxatives daily. She's been overdosing on sleeping pills. And she's been, all of this stuff at an early age, we're talking about 40, a little over 40, started her to shake uncontrollably. You know how you have old people, older people that shake? She had that start at that young of age because she was taking all these drugs. Quote, it just didn't seem like the parents really liked each other too much, recalled Jeff. It made me feel on edge. Unsure of the solid, uh, solid, Unsure of the solidity of the family. I decided early on I wasn't ever going to get married because I never wanted to go through anything like that. Mm. End quote. Joyce would spend a month in a mental institute and young Jeffrey Dahmer blamed himself for that. Very emotional guy. Very loving towards animals. Has no friends in the world. He was a weird kid. Very weird kid. Um,
2: Jeffrey Dahmer was becoming progressively more withdrawn, Remote private. The com- combined... Combined inheritance of his father's aloofness and his mother's morose sensitivity were beginning to cancel his own personality, to negate it, as if it were before its development was complete. Like his mother, he was dangerously self-centered. Like his father, he was unnaturally reticent. He became silent and broody as a result. Ooh, that's a bad combination.
0: At 13 years old, he had his first homosexual experience. There was his neighborhood boy, Eric Tyson, Eric was 10 at the time. Jeffrey Dahmer, young Jeffrey Dahmer, was 13- so this boy was three years younger. They would hang out. They would go fishing, hiking. They even kind of created this treehouse fortress that they would spend a lot of time in. Now, this was his first homosexual experience of what happened in, in that treehouse.
2: It was there that Eric suggested that they undressed. The two boys touched and kissed and caressed, but went no further. They met here on three or four occasions until the fear of discovery made them deceased. Desist. Desist. As far as the pubescent adventures go, it was a pretty mild one. Dahmer's emotions were never engaged, though he did find that he was interested in seeing Eric's body. It was surely the object, not the person, which caught his enthusiasm.
0: It's that last sentence. That describes Dahmer so well. It was surely the object, not the person, which calls, which caught his enthusiasm. So the thing is, as you're going to see, if Jeffrey Dahmer could have an unconscious, perhaps even dead person, a male, because he's homosexual, to just explore and be like his father. His father so filled with scientific wonderment. Jeffrey wants to just explore the bones, the posture, the inner workings. Like, how does this work? How does the heart work how does a stomach work he wants to explore like a, a child right so that last sentence says it all it was surely the object not the person it was how a human works that really intrigued jeffrey he never did this for a sec even though he did masturbate and stuff like that he never killed or did this for sexual or anything satisfaction he did it because he's like a child wondering how different Things work inside the body like a pure mechanics. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Now, Jeffrey growing up a loner at 14, he starts drinking heavily and there's a lot photos of him being seriously passed out. And this is one right here. I mean, look, at oh, it. he's just man. fucking drunk. He's, yeah, and his he's pants gone. are unzipped. He was a party boy. Not really. He did go to college and he was a party boy per se. But the other college kids and even the high school kids didn't want to hang out with him because they couldn't keep up with him. He would. he I mean, he would drink to black out. I, I used to know a guy that uh, when I worked at the gym, they would uh, call him a crash test dummy. Like he would just black out at a, at a party what, or yeah. whatever. He was like that. But you, college frat boys would be kind of embarrassed because they can't keep up with them. But then again, look at him and he's just I mean, he's out, dude. He's out. Completely fucking out, you know? He starts drinking at 14, grades plummeted, became a prankster. He had minor discipline problems. And But besides these little minor things, and he'll get arrested a lot for drinking in public and public urination and stuff like that but other than that that was his vice i would say one of the things that really pull on his personality is the fact that he had an animal graveyard his father was really happy about this he's a chemist Mm -hmm. jeff would take these bones and he would bleach them and the the father would would kind of cultivate this because to him it was jeffrey wanted to learn how things work the mechanics or whatever and his father cultivated that in fact this little doll i have right here the uh the parents Actually, he found a Jeffrey Dahmer, found a, a Jeffrey Dahmer, found a bunch of bones, animal bones under the crawl space before mm-hmm. he killed anyone or whatever animal bones. And he bleached them, put them in a bag and called them as fiddlesticks. And he would always try to put them together like puzzle pieces or whatever. In that's the what jail? they were called hmm. huh? in the jail, in the jail. No, this is when he was 15. Oh, sorry. Yeah. When he was 15. So he would call them those fiddlesticks and he would just play with them and try to put them together. So anyway, now he started looking out for road kills and he would bring animals back to health all the time. But then he started bringing dead animals back home, cutting them up, bleaching their bones. And that's when the father started to worry a little bit. But like I said, no cruelty, no hatred towards animals at all. Quote, Jeff, quote, Dahmer was not aroused by the infliction of pain upon a living creature, but entirely by the cold mechanical dissection of a dead one. All right. It was a, so I would describe it as a scientific wonderment. I know it sounds weird, but so anyway. Um, mm. So any questions so far?
2: But yeah. Mm-mm.
0: Once he carried a, the corpse of a very large dog home, it was a St. Bernard. He left it in the woods and what he would do is take these animals home and he would put them in the woods and let them rot out. And then he would get the bones after the meat has rotted off bleach them and then he would try to put them back together like literally like a science experiment Mm. however one dog would come back to haunt him because the neighbor actually found it the dog that he drug back behind his home and he kind of strung up on a pole and that neighbor actually took a picture and and this is actually one of the infamous pictures that was used in court to kind of show that this guy's a fucking loon and you can see that right here Oh. That's the dog's head. Poor thing. Fucked up. All right, so that's his childhood. I'm going to talk about the the rest of his childhood next episode. Like I said, I'm taking my time with this one. However,
2: slow roasting it. Yeah.
0: If y'all got to pee, you pee now. It's only going to be real quick, but we're going to talk about the guy in the bag, the one he masturbated the head. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. All right. So right now we're going back to mid June. So I talked about his childhood. You kind of know we're talking about his first first ever victim right now. This is Stephen Hicks. Like this is the one. The victim that he will forever, until he died, until his forever childhood, until when he was in the military, Mm -hmm. and until his adulthood, until his death, he would weep over this because he found this heinous of what he did to this man. Anyway, 19 years old, Stephen Hicks, he was from Illinois. He was actually on the way to visit his girlfriend, and he was hitchhiking. Jeffrey Dahmer, he had been having these these fantasies, Fantasies, he he's been seeing this one jogger go by his house all the time, and he actually tried to to take advantage of it one time. He he went down, hit in the woods with a baseball bat when he was fifteen. Mm-hmm. However, the jogger didn't show up that day. So ever since then, he's been kind of fantasizing about what he would do. It's not that he wants to have sex with this man or whatever. He 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 wants the man to be non-judgmental, unconscious, or dead. Some someone that doesn't judge him that he can sit there and. See see how the body works he could feel the chest he likes the chest the broad chest feel how you know this is laid out and feel the 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 surroundings and then kind of dive into the body itself with as far as the bones and the organs and stuff like he wants that he wants that type of experience but he obviously you can't go ask a guy hey will you let me you know feel inside of you and all this shit. like let me be a kid with this shit so anyway this Stephen hicks he accepted an offer to go back to Dahmer's home, and he didn't know he was Dahmer's homosexual. Obviously, Jeffrey Dahmer, as an 18-year-old kid at the time, knew that this boy wasn't gay because he was going to visit his girlfriend. But still, he said, "Hey, you know, come back, have a joint with me, drink some beers." So he accepted, and this was would be the uh, the first victim. They were drinking for about an hour or two, and then Jeffrey Dahmer, young Jeffrey, 18 years old, goes. Three weeks after graduation, goes down to the cellar in the home. Now, this is during the time where his father is at a hotel. The divorce is happening, mm-hmm. and he picks up a barbell, but not like a not like a weight bench barbell, but the hand, hand barbells. Ones, right. yep. It didn't have the the weights on it, but it was still probably, I don't know, 15 pounds or whatever. He brings it back upstairs. Stephen Hicks is kind of chilling on one of those egg chairs, those beanbag chairs, Mm -hmm. completely just not thinking about his surroundings. Jeffrey Dahmer comes up behind him, and he strikes. Mm.
2: Dahmer was swamped by a mixture of panic and excitement, fright and anticipation, his actions driven by a surge of feeling no longer accessible to reason. With the barbell, he strangled the limp body of Stephen Hicks until no breath
0: stirred. And Jen, you can read this one, obviously.
2: Once he had stopped painting, Dahmer carefully removed.
0: Panting, Jen. Sorry. Painting.
1: I've been drinking. <laughs> You're lucky I can read. Once he had stopped panting, Dahmer carefully removed Stephen's clothing to the. Reveal, to reveal the beauty which had disturbed him, he ran his hands over the chest, caressed it, kissed it, then lay down beside the body. Finally, he stood above Stephen's corpse and masturbated onto it.
0: So he drags the body into the crawlspace because at 18 years old, didn't know what to do. He's not worried that his dad's gonna show up because, like I said, he's at the hotel. But he didn't know what else to do. The next day, he bought a, the next day he went to the store, bought a large butcher type knife, like one of those woodsman's knives, and. And quote: There it was that Dahmer said about the dismemberment and disposal of Stephen Hicks. He first cut off the arms and the legs, and then the head. In a cruel, pitiful echo of the experiments with roadkills, he slit open the belly to see what it looked like inside. Three trash bags later, Stephen Hicks is in the back of his fa- of Jeffrey Dahmer's father's. Uh, for blue ford they're driving down that old lonely road and they get stopped and that's where we started this episode so and uh he the next day he came back and he put the remains down a drainage ditch covered them with dirt he threw out the head a week later because it was too much comp because there was too much decomposition he would return later after he gets out of the military to take the the trash bags back out of the drainage ditch Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he would, with a hammer, smash them up the bones mm. and spread them because he was worried about getting caught. So that that victim, Stephen Hicks, was actually never found. But Jeffrey did confess to it. Mm-hmm. OK, so if you want to read this one last thing and then we're done. Um, Nicole.
2: That night in Ohio, he recalled that one impulsive night. Nothing's been normal since then. It taints your whole life. After it happened, I thought that I'd just try to live as normally as possible and bury it. But things like that don't stay buried. I didn't think it would, but it does. It taints your whole life.
0: So you can kind of see, that's from Jeffrey's own words. From then on, he would experience these fits of sudden sobbing and weeping, especially when he was drunk, remembering Stephen Hicks. That's all I got for today's episode. What do you guys think about that? We're going to get more into this shit. There's a lot more shit. I wanted to get you guys kind of like acclimated.
2: Just a taste. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you.
0: What do you guys think of live chat? And I hope you guys have a good rest of the day. It's fucking Saturday. Beautiful here in Charleston, South Carolina.
2: So Friday night Friday is when we'll be back.
0: Friday night at 7, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
2: We'll shoot for a little earlier for if we're done eating.
0: Yeah. For these that come out on uh, Tuesday and Thursday, guys, I'm going to try to be more on the Patreon. I want to talk to you guys more. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I don't want to take it slow. I love this stuff, so might as well take my time with it. And really research it as much as I can. We're going to talk a little more about the history of cannibalism. I, I'm really interested in that and plus like we're going to do cannibalism stories in the future and I, I need a good baseline for it you know what
2: better baseline than this All right
0: yeah so anyway I hope you guys enjoyed that and until next time so so next week we're going to continue on with this craziness but until next time good night you lovely lovely people